Welcome to the Living Inspired Podcast, a podcast designed to uplift and empower you to be the best version of yourself. Every episode, we dive into a topic about mindset, motherhood, business, empowerment, or creativity, all topics I'm extremely passionate about. If you want to grow, this is the place to be. Today on the Living Inspired Podcast, we dive into the topic of ideal clients. I talk about the mistakes I have made and how I'm learning, but also the ways I have succeeded in growing my brand to supply me with consistent commissions without any discounts or complaints about pricing. Here we go. When delving into the business world, the main goal is sales. You need and want clients and customers. That's obvious. Any sale is a victory worth celebrating. I still remember the first tapestry I ever sold. I felt so seen and appreciated. As my business grew, I began to create more custom tapestries, and those became higher in demand than my personal pieces, and so they began to grow and kind of just take over. I fell into the creation trap. As my business and Instagram grew, I saw what people were responding to, and I began to create more of that. It was not until about, you know, a month ago that I realized I had truly lost myself in my artwork. Don't get me wrong, I love what I do. But the reason I began creating was because of the great sense of freedom I felt from working with fiber. Unlike painting or sketching, I didn't feel confined to make things look perfect. I'd move towards floral tapestries, but I've learned that even though I find joy in creating these pieces, they just leave me feeling exhausted and drained. And after I finish one, I need like a whole week (laughs) to recoup and gather my inspiration and creativity because the amount of time and effort and energy I put into each piece is sometimes overwhelming. So I've had to have a huge pause in my life. I felt so blessed that these commissions were streaming in, but when I sat down and thought about it, I started to kind of dread it knowing how many tedious hours I would be undertaking with each new piece. I hadn't realized, but I was chasing the money. I was chasing the likes and the follows, but not chasing what I knew my soul really wanted. I simply wanted to create without boundaries. My ego was, you know, living it up, but basking in this newfound recognition, but my creative soul was kind of just like slowly dying. It wasn't until I was forced to pause in this first trimester of pregnancy that I really was given the time to truly think about what I wanted in my life and what direction the business was going to take. And I knew I I need to change direction, change direction in my work and return to what I previously began with, what really lit my fire in the beginning. And that is abstract shapes and allowing my creativity to take control, allowing flow to happen. It's going to be hard for my ego, but I know it's the right thing to do because I've got caught up in the cycle. So I let my story be an eye-opener for you. What's the cycle, you ask? It's a client-centered cycle. And this isn't a terrible place to be, but it is easy to lose yourself as a result. When running a business as a creative, it's so easy to follow the recognition. I took it as a sign that as doors opened, that that path was the path I should continue on. 
but as I walked through those doors and took on more floral commissions, that soon became my feed. And so other potential clients now looked at that feed, see those tapestries, and think that I want to create more of that style. And to be honest, you know, I did think that's what I wanted to do. But when you begin to dread something, (laughs) dread creating something, it's definitely a sure sign to step back and take time for reflection. So the cycle looked like this. You know, I created a tapestry. The audience loved the tapestry. I got a lot of orders for other floral tapestries. And so I took those orders and created more floral tapestries. And then I added those to my feed and the cycle just continued. All the while, my true passion is abstract art. As the floral commissions grew, those abstract commissions dwindled because, you know, obviously no one's seen that previous work. So if you want to reach your ideal client, you need to create what you love. Don't chase those likes and follows. Follow your passion and follow your joy. Live your life with that. And as you build your business, the right people will find you. And I know you're probably saying to yourself, oh, Laura, you know, you're just saying that. But I truly and honestly believe if you are putting your work out there and if you are setting the intention to be seen, there is inevitably someone somewhere in this world who is going to see your work, be attracted to it and be willing and completely happy to pay the price tag that you're requesting. Price yourself properly. You know, if a client wants something done for cheap, ask yourself, is that something that you want to continue to do? You're setting a precedence. Is the time that you put into your work worth it? What about your supplies? Think about your future. It's so easy to tell yourself just this once, (laughs) but that is one way of telling yourself that you are not worth what you charge. You don't believe in yourself and that needs to change. There will always be someone out there willing to pay your price point for what you create. There are people selling courses out there for $5 and $5,000. And those people who have those $5,000 courses are overbooked. It's never about price. It all comes down to finding that client, which often takes time and effort and time making things without anyone caring for a while. You cannot create silently. You have to put your work out there. Put in the effort to be seen. If you want your ideal client to come and find you and pay your price, you need to put yourself in their shoes. What websites are they drawn to? How should you present your work? What platform do they like? My followers, the people who pay me for commissions, find me through Instagram. So I put most of my time and effort into Instagram. But there's also other amazing platforms, Facebook, Pinterest, Google, YouTube. You know, try things out, expand your horizon and see what really moves the needle in your business. You have to market yourself and you cannot work silently in the shadows and hope that you will miraculously be found. It takes work. When you're running a business, it's not just about the product. Obviously, that's of extreme importance, but it's about the experience that you create. People don't buy from businesses. They buy from a brand. What's your brand? (laughs) What are your values? Do you engage with your ideal client? Do you even know who your ideal client is? If you have no one reaching out to you or engaging with your content, act as though you're already in that position. 
if you were making X dollars or had X clients or X followers, you know, often we tell ourselves this lie of, oh, if I had this much, then, you know, I'd reach that point where I'd have these steady commissions, but that's not the case. If you had that ideal that you have in your mind, how would you be engaging with your clients and customers differently? People want to buy from you, so show them who you are. Stop worrying about getting the wrong clients because that doesn't matter. That's arbitrary. You know, if the wrong client comes your way, you can easily say, no, thank you. Instead, focus on creating your business and brand and taking the time and effort to put in the work. When you stop worrying and start doing, taking control of your business and the results that you want to see, everything begins to change. If you enjoyed this topic, head over to my Instagram and follow me over there at Laura Ambrosio Art. I post about mindfulness, my projects, motherhood, and more. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I look forward to sharing with you again next week. Have a good one.